0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Ryan Christie is given a three-match ban after his grab on Alfredo Morelos. Eros Gresda leaves Rangers as the squad trimming continues. And a big weekend in the Championship and lower leagues with Dundee United continuing to set the pace as Partick Thistle settle for a point. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. If you're going to start a new decade, start it with Arami. In my opinion, the case against Ryan Christie did not merit a ban the sentence from the SFA is harsh and inconsistent given that Alfredo Morelos was forgiven the same offence on Christie last season. But now the SFA will come under fire to review Alfredo Morelos's hand-over-throat gesture in the same game at Celtic Park last month because that's how the game works now. But I don't think Morelos is guilty of anything other than rank stupidity. However... Overreaction is all too common in the game today And we've got a serious case of overreaction on our hands now We actually had some football at the weekend Alex Let's yeah. not forget it was a nice change for us To focus on the lower leagues and some big results across the divisions Yeah you'd have to say Dundee United are continuing to steamroll the way through the Championship Gone a real important win for Morton And Inverness cruise past Dundee So some big games there at the weekend now remember the number you need is 0141 951 1025 And if you would rather contact us on Twitter Then we'd love to have you there as well At Clyde SSB Now it is the winter break in case you hadn't noticed And in the second hour of tonight's show mm. These two are getting put right on the spot But only with your help We're going to start trying That being the key word oh. Trying to pick our Scottish football team of the decade As one decade finishes and we enter a new one We're going to try our best to start picking the team of the decade tonight It's the goalie and the back four And we'll do the rest of the team as the week progresses So get your thinking caps on We'll do that in about an hour's time And make sure you get plenty of suggestions And the guys are going to have to decide But you're going to have to help them so get ready 01419511025 uh, It is a Monday night We had a reduced card of course No premiership at the weekend But don't think you're off the hook You still need to tell us Your goal of the weekend Your result of the weekend first though My result of the weekend is Arbroath won Morton to Just when Morton thought The floor was coming up to greet them The survival parachute opened And they got a terrific result at Gayfield Against Dick Campbell's team After a long and weary road for them. Yeah, I'm going for Air Gordon. Uh, result of the weekend, a uh, really good three points against them. Fernland and uh, keeps them in third place. And this is where you really have to do your research. Footage is not as readily available when the top flight isn't on. Have you got a goal of the weekend? I don't need footage. <laughs> right, okay. I just need a name. <laughs> Cowden B3 and an Athletic 1. David Cox. We spoke about him on Saturday and all of the... Problems that he had uh, in the, the decade gone by uh, A man who was open and honest enough to come out and speak about his fight with depression And uh, who admitted once trying to take his own life He started the new decade with a goal Great for him I hope the decade goes well for you Yes, I'm going for uh, I can cover that as well You will play, that was uh, very fitting uh, I'm going for Craig Moore's winner, Gordon I don't know if you've actually saw it the midfielder at the edge of the box has took it on his left foot. He's tried to pile drive it, got it badly wrong, and the boy Moore has anticipated and redirected it in 
To get three big points There we go 01419511025 That's the number you need tonight At Clyde SSB on Twitter Only one place to start Breaking news Within the last hour or so And that is that Ryan Christie Will oh, be banned yeah, 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 Howler, howler. Oh howler. sorry, sorry My apologies My apologies Your howler of the weekend Get Claire White back here <laughs> Carry oh, on God, Hugo. Don't let me stop you The Queen of the South manager Alan Johnson The man who said that Dundee United were guilty of gamesmanship And who'd pay to watch that Well The time to say that Is not when You've just lost to Dundee United You've just fallen 24 points Behind Dundee United And you've dropped to Within 3 points Of the relegation playoff place Pick another day This is something we introduced For a bit of fun But it's good to see That you've really taken it on board And taken it seriously Since you just uh... Yeah you reacted furiously to my <laughs> accidental interruption On you go I'm going for my old pal Mark Wilson 5-1 <laughs> defeat I wasn't going to do it to him I, I was actually just about to give you it there Because you forgot it The howl of the weekend But Three goals in I think it was 12 minutes I can't believe, you're, I can't believe you've done that to him I was, Listen I was struggling So I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> scraping the barrel in it <laughs> Okay if I move on now yes, Today's breaking news Great That's the Ryan Christie Yeah Second time uh, has, hand, has been handed a three match ban After his grab on Alfredo Morelos You can use whatever word you want To describe the body part We all yep. saw it um, Now it is a two match ban For violent conduct But he gets a third game Because of his red card at Livingston So there's a disciplinary points uh, Procedure there as well Just as a reminder of how these things Come to be before The inevitable happens And, and we start comparing this incident And that incident and, and it's all very difficult Specifically on this one it was missed by Kevin Clancy uh-huh. It was missed by Kevin Clancy and the officials uh, That's how it then can be escalated A panel of three ex-referees unanimously agreed That it should have been a red card Therefore the notice of complaint is issued He had his hearing today And a disciplinary panel agreed That it was violent conduct The two game ban follows The third game gets it gets escalated to a, a three game ban Because of his previous red card Straight red card it was In the Livingston game Right decision Wrong decision Somewhere in the middle Wrong decision for me uh, It's harsh um, I don't think There was any intent to To be violent there On Ryan Christie's part And it is also Inconsistent Since the same two players Were involved in The same type Of coming together uh, At Ibrooks Last season And Alfredo Morelos Received no punishment At that time So I think it's harsh uh, and you know, to, for it to result in a three-game ban for me is an overreaction. At the same time, Alex, yeah, Stephen McLean did get banned for a similar grab. I think it was on a buoy Kwasi, wasn't yep. it, in, in the game? So you will probably all you'll probably find inconsistencies if you look for them. And I totally understand why that takes people's attention because they're high-profile players. It's that high-profile game. But if you look at the rules, maybe it's not. That surprising At the beginning I think it was of last season There was guidance issued That violent yeah. conduct Anything to the groin area Would now be deemed a red card Even if it wasn't excessive force Now remember uh, If I was to Throw an arm across your chest or, or, or kick out at you It would probably need to be excessive With excessive yeah. force For it to be a red The same rule doesn't quite apply When it comes to that area of the body yeah, I, I remember saying to you at the time I thought it was naughty, Gordon uh, I couldn't believe that the referee had missed it Because of the area And we, we had a little kind of back and forth Because we weren't quite sure of the actual rules Anything to the groin area Whether it's excessive or not Is deemed dangerous 
And under them rules I don't think he's got a leg to stand on Now the problem you'll have is Is the consistency thing Hugh Because yeah. you could see this a couple of times mm. At other grounds throughout the course of the past four or five months And would you accept that the one Morelos didn't get done for on Christie last season Is at, at least similar I, I, I can't believe we're going to have to get into forensic detail Of how similar and, well, and where it, exactly it, the grab it, was It's identical Yes But when you actually look at that in that area Dependent Because I've just said there Regardless of the force uh, In hindsight Now Do I agree with the rule Hugh often goes the rules What is it you do the often law, say The law is an ass So I sometimes look at that And I think Come on Is it really that bad But if it's the, the, the law And that's the way it's going to be The thing is There'll be so many more instances Over the course of the next few months And people will be up, up in arms And the grand scale of things When you look at Obviously It might carry on If Ryan Christie gets another red card Down the line Where it'll be an added game But the actual reality is, is he'll probably not be available due to injury anyway. Let's get to the phones. 0141 951 1025. Uh, Jamie's in Paisley. What's your reaction to this news today, Jamie? All right, guys. Happy New Year first. Happy New Year. Same, Same to you, Jamie. Uh, well, the FFA have not fit for purpose. The disciplinary panel, a two-match ban. You're dropping, and Al- Alfredo Morelis is the only player in Scottish football who can get away with assault. Correct me right. Assault on the football field. Every week he does it Every single week The last Old Firm game I counted Seven fouls That Alfredo Morelos Made on Celtic players And was never cautioned once Last season He done three assaults On three Celtic players And wasn't cautioned The, the use so of the word assault Jamie yeah. You've perhaps been a bit Over the top With the use of that word Well What would you say The three, the, the three stamps On young Mikey Johnson What was that? Was that not assault? I think, uh, well, no, don't use the word assault. You know, assault means criminality. Let's just, it's a football match. Now, as I've said, what Alfredo Morelos uh, did to Ryan Christie last season for me is identical to what Ryan Christie did to Alfredo Morelos. Therefore, there's a massive inconsistency involved there. But, you know, Morelos is not a protected species He's been sent off twice in recent weeks He was sent off five times last season He's had seven red cards In a season and a half So he hardly comes under the heading of protected species Yeah, Jamie, you're well within your rights to count up fouls And, and make judgments on them But if this is a player in Alfredo Morelos Who, as Hugh says, has received seven red cards In the last season and a half He can't be getting away with that much Oh, he's getting away with every old firm game. Every old firm game that he's played. But he got sent off in the oh, last he, one. He get sent, oh, all right. Sorry, he got sent off in the last minute. Well, that's a, still a sending off. It's still a sending off. But it's for diving, but he paid seven fouls before that and never get cautioned once. Well, he did get cautioned once. Seven fouls. He did get cautioned once. That's that's how. That's we, why we sent off. Right. Well, sorry, six fouls after that then. I'm not sure if there were six fouls Between Fire the first book and, yeah. and the second Jamie's I would have to go this, back I'm, I would have to go back and watch he's it gone along And he's clearly got it in for Alfredo Morelos I think when you look at the amount of yellow cards He's picked up over the piece as well We show that he's there He's a guy who plays on the edge I actually like the fact that he puts it about a bit Because you know when you're up against a guy Who's six feet three, six feet four When you're his height It takes some doing to go toe-to-toe with them physically So I don't, I don't mind that at all This level of scrutiny that we have on these incidents Hugh, and, and believe it or not 
it's been much calmer this season on the whole retrospective punishment front. We had one every yeah. week, it seemed last season. It's been much quieter on that front. And and this is the I'm not sure if problem is the right word, but this is where this is how it's going to be from from now in, until the end of time is fans are going to go, What about that one? And what about that yeah. one? And and it's all very frustrating. And I completely understand that. I'd probably be the same if you're trying to, to draw up inconsistencies. If you're basing it purely on the rules, uh-huh. whether you like them or not, yep. if if I was to repeat what I said earlier in that there's a there's less tolerance when it comes to that area of the body, there doesn't have to be excessive force for it to be deemed violent conduct. Does does Ryan Christie, the Celtic, have a have a legitimate complaint purely on that, not on what Morelos got away with in your mind last season? Um on the letter of the law, this law that can occasionally be an ass, uh then uh, the SFA have carried out the letter of the law today. Jamie started his call by saying the SFA is not fit for purpose. Now, that's the way people think in 2020, as they did in 2019. And now, part of the overreaction to an overreaction will be that there will be a demand for Morelos's, uh hand over throat gesture to be reviewed by the SFA. Now, I know of no plans for that to happen However mm. This is the way We are kicking off 2020 I believe The whole business Involving Ryan Christie Is now going to Involve an Overreaction To an overreaction Something that is, that is Worth bearing in mind And I tried to make this Clear at the start Let, Let's do it again This is not going to make People happy who, who are angry about The Ryan Christie thing But I did mention At the start Hugh Every incident Is not only different by by nature on the field But the process that follows Might be different as well So I know there's a thirst there to go Look at Morelos last season And look at Christie this season But you're not always comparing apples and apples So it is entirely possible And in fact probable Somewhere in between That when Morelos Produced a similar Grab on oh. Christie last season if the referee saw that in its entirety at the time Whether you agree or not But if the referee saw that in its entirety at the time It can't go any further And the process cannot kick in I get why that still leads to frustration But it is well, worth bearing if, in mind That w- when we produce incidents from last year Or from the year before You're not, al- you're not always comparing apples well, the, and apples Yeah but the inconsistency comes with this If the referee saw it last season And deemed it unworthy Of attention why then the three referees looking at an identical incident mm. deem it worthy of review yeah. and a ban for Christie? Well, by the way, I, I couldn't answer that. I'm just, try- I'm just trying to, to provide all the relevant information. Maybe th- there is more in it when you're, when you're looking at it back over and over again and it's with the benefit of replays and, and you kind of know what you might be you know, looking for. We always say... But, if I, but uh, like I say, it's worth bearing in mind if we're talking about the one last season, you don't have to agree with this, but if a referee says he saw it at the time, end the story. The process doesn't go any further. I, I, I fully accept that. However, what fans will say is, well, if the referee decided that no action was necessary then, why do three referees now say that an identical coming together of two players merits a judicial review and after that review a ban for Ryan Christie Robbie is in Falkirk what's your take on it Robbie? Um, I just want to say uh, I don't want to I never want to come on sounding like a, a paranoid Celtic fan or anything like that my calls are usually a, a bit based about the game and tactics and all the rest of it what I want to say though is 
which you said there about, uh, and yourself actually, Gordon, about that incident with Morelos. Now, let's look at what he'd done quite clearly. It's no, it doesn't take forensic. It's quite clear. It, it stamped on Al- Anthony Ralston. There was a fly kick between the legs on Scott Brown and Ryan Christie he grabbed him by the testicles. Now, here's the worrying thing that must, it must worry anybody if you're a journalist, a fan, anything to do with football, an ex-player. Now, if the referee deemed that he's seen the, those three incidents and says to... The, who, who's this guy who's the, 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 the chief guy of the referee? Is it John Fleming? He should come on the phone and explain. Actually, John because, Fleming... Because, uh, Robbie, this, Robbie, Robbie, this, Robbie, yeah. can you hold on? John Fleming sadly passed away some weeks ago, so... I didn't know that. No, okay. I didn't know that. Anyway, this, point, is the, this is the whole point. You know, that uh, we're now getting into all manner of areas. And we're going back and we're re-refereeing a match which took place last season. The only reason... I mean, was it one year ago? Was it the same fixture? Yeah, yeah the, the only reason yeah. I am bringing up the incident between Morelos and Christie from last season is to compare it to what has taken place between Morelos and Christie this season. And my mm. only observation is, if the referee did not deem Morelos on Christie to be worthy of action then Celtic fans will say why do three other referees deem Christie on Morelos worthy of action is it because there's a complaint in place then Gordon someone complains about a situation well, how it kickstarts these processes if something is dealt with at the time like we've mentioned if something and this is not my procedure I'm not saying I like it this way I'm just trying to explain if something is dealt with at the time then it can't go any further what what we've seen and it's maybe perhaps muddied the waters a little bit in recent seasons is um, if a referee does produce a yellow card and you then assume that, that he's seen it but that might not be the case because the, he might then say that he didn't see it in its entirety or he didn't see the part of the offence which would have constituted a red right, card yeah. so I think Hugh's right we can compare the incidents in terms of what happens on the pitch but it it's difficult to be really accurate with the comparison if the procedure has led you in, in two different ways. I don't know what what, what what answer can we possibly give you to decisions that happened in a game 12 well, months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were seen at the time and they were dealt with. If that then is a is, is not acceptable to some people, I, I would understand that we're as well. Now, we're now trapped in the modern day dilemma. Every Celtic fan who calls in will... Say that an injustice has taken place today Every Rangers fan that calls in Will say no The SFA have him banged to rights Uh, So it's a colour coded uh, Verdict that has been given You agree with it if you're In the blue corner You disagree with it if you're in the green corner I just think And I'm not saying that anything goes And it, it should be Wrestling on the park I just think that we call it a man's game and what took place, uh, I don't think there was um, violent intent there. Not last season, mm. not this season, but we've come up with two yeah. different interpretations. Again, though, this comes back to your sort of... that. Those are your personal feelings on it, which is yeah. absolutely fine. But unfortunately for Ryan Christie in this instance and for other players in, in other instances, the question of intent is practically irrelevant. There is no... There is no relevance to whether it, it was intended or not. That the rule doesn't specify that it has to be intentional. It's just well, anything to the groin area. Yeah. Even 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 even, even violent conduct. Therefore, if it's a, 
100% accidental You still have to go Well yeah Essentially I think if something's 100% accidental And you have to be punished for it Well without getting hysterical And, and producing ridiculous examples If there's a high ball and I go And with my studs six feet in the air But I accidentally catch you in the face I'm going to get sent off for it um, Well We appear to be dealing in referees interpretation of, uh, of these matters Final word to you Robbie I just want to say that I understand what uh, Hugh was saying there, but there's one thing. See, see, I'm not. I wouldn't call in about it, but see, see, last season, if that was uh, a Celtic player, then that a Rangers player, I, I would still be baffled. I would still, I would still be baffled, like how how the referee has actually seen the incident. If I was the head of the referee, I would actually say to, to <laughs> the referee, "How can you actually see them and, and deem them because you've seen them?" There's no case to answer for Yeah but listen that That is a complaint we heard many times In the, the days and weeks and months That followed that game So I uh, couldn't argue with that too much Robbie from Falkirk Thank you very much 01419511025 More of your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray is here Hugh Keevans is alongside him And they're waiting to take your calls Lots of reaction Coming into the decision To give Ryan Christie What will now be a three match ban For his grab On Alfredo Morelos We're on the phones And we're on Twitter At Clyde SSB Paul and Golly Says Haven't we had yellow cards Upgraded to reds and reds reduced to yellow via video evidence So how can nothing be done if the ref seen it at the time? Absolute nonsense Says Paul and Golly uh, As the old and frustrating phrase goes I don't make the rules Hugh And yeah, that, yeah. that is the one that we've, we've argued about it for 18 months now Whilst the referee might see something And he might give a yellow card at the time He perhaps did not see the full extent of it And didn't see the part of the incident Which would constitute a red card And that's why we've seen yellows upgraded to reds I completely get why folk hate that Fraser Wisher is is one of them on behalf of of PFA Scotland Re-refereeing he calls it I I completely get it I completely get it But that's just the way it is The trial has taken place The verdict is in And now only the shouting match remains Oh, that was short and sweet. I thought you were carrying on. I think, well, as a obviously looking for examples, did uh, Alan McGregor not get reviewed when he hit the centre forward for Aberdeen oh, last there year? There were many. There were yeah, many last season, right? Let's go back to the phones. Mike is in shots. Hi, Mike. Hello there. How are you? Good, Mike. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it was just regarding the um, uh, Morales and uh, Christie issue. Mm-hmm. Now, if this is a new ruling, you can't argue against it. Hugh was actually saying there that it was a coming together. It, it, there's no way it was a coming together. A coming together is when somebody bumps into each other or there's a clash, um, uh, and and you know somebody gets uh, um, you know they don't get cautioned or anything like that. This was somebody grabbing hold of uh, Morales's nether region and squeezing or whatever, which could have caused a really really bad injury. Uh, you know how delicate it is down there, um, and at the end of the day. Um, I believe um, it was quite right for him to get a two-match ban. Um, it, it was. It, it wasn't an accident, uh, as you say, as well. Um, it was, and the new rules suggest there that what's been done uh, with regards to the ban is one hundred percent correct, and I agree with that. Well, um, as I say, but well, now... you, you you don't completely disagree with that, do you? Because you you did no, accept no, no. that by the letter of the law, you could you could understand it. Yeah, and uh, that's why I asked you uh, if. A person was deemed uh, to have 
caused injury down there, but it was entirely accidental. Uh, an accident, Hugh. Well, I, I'm I'm speaking. Some, I mean, hold on. I'm he, speaking in general. Kind of I'm speaking. Or, or his hand goes in there. I the am speaking in general terms. I am speaking in general terms. I am not discussing that particular incident involving Morelos and Christie. I was asking Gordon Duncan if what took place between two players was. 100% accidental Would it still mm. result In a red card And his reply to me was Yes That's the rule Well To clear up What I was trying to say was That there's no Mention of whether in, There's no mention of intent So you can then Draw your own Conclusions But but then Listen This was this has been Forensically examined I'm sure yeah. Not only by A panel of three ex-referees But then by another Disciplinary panel today As Ryan yeah. Christie's hearing Takes place the only thing that's worth bearing in mind for the because it, it does come under violent conduct, Hugh. Now mm-hmm. I can again we we'll talk about language. People might think, well, it's it's not exactly violent, is it? If, if we're going to be pedantic about people's use of language, it's not exactly violent. But the the guidance is that anything to that area, you're not really asked to take the force into consideration. Right, but Mike is now taking us into the the medical field. How uh, how uh, much did? Ryan Christie grab Alfredo Morelos. What level of injury could that cause? Well, you know, now we're going down all manner of roads. There was a review. Three referees decided there should be the involvement of the compliance officer. The ban is now imposed. And, you know, as I say, it's only the shouting match that remains because... It's done and dusted. He's banned. David and Paisley, what's your take on it? Hi, uh, good evening, guys. Happy New Year to you all. David, you, David. Um, Hugh, mostly yourself. As everybody knows, I'm a fervent listener to the show and I come on as regularly as I possibly can. I've had my ding-dongs with you over the years, but I've got nothing but respect for you, Hugh, as a professional person and giving your opinion and what have you. But I've got to be honest, before I go into my main point, over the last six months, Hugh, you're actually starting to sound like an apologist for Celtic Football Club. And it really, I just wonder sometimes if you actually listen to yourself back on this show. Now, let's go back one year to the same match, which was, was mentioned earlier and what you said and, and Gordon said about the Christine Morellis incident. You quite clearly stated on this show that Alfredo Morellis should have been hauled up in three incidents and one of them one of them was the identical incident to what you're trying to say that Ryan Christie shouldn't have been brought up for. If that's not hypocritical cue, I don't know what is. I, I fail to follow your point. Well you've you've said last year that Alfredo Morelis should have been hauled up when he didn't get the red card against Celtic. And one of the incidents you mentioned was yeah. the exactly identical incident to what you're now saying That Ryan Christie shouldn't have been banned for and, so the reason I brought, and the reason I brought that up Was because if the referee At that game Did not deem Morelos to have done anything That was worthy of action Then how can three referees Look at a similar incident today And decide that it is worthy of action That's why I compared the two I don't like sticking up from David But he's, he's taking these Two incidents now and, and using them as a comparison Whereas 
Is last year You've obviously only got one to go on Let me flip it on its head then Given what we've learned today That Ryan Christie's been banned for, for the three games Was Alfredo Morelos then lucky to get away with it last year? Of course he was Nobody's going to deny that I think every Rangers fan Quite a lot did deny it at the time To be fair I, they, they, Well I'm, I'm telling you as a Rangers fan I'll tell you straight We, me and the guys we go We all said he was lucky to get away with it but it swings and roundabouts. Decisions happen. Decisions don't harm. It's like it's like decisions in the games, offside goals, yeah, deciding cup finals, etc. You bleat on that. You got on that. But when it comes to that. when it comes to matters of bans and suspensions and what have you, there has to be consistency. And if it's not worthy of action last season, it should be unworthy of action this season. But, but are you? Trying to ignore Stephen McLean Or is that one you I know, Because he, he did get banned for it So what is it you're, the circumstances If, if, if we're going for 100% consistency I certainly can't promise that I don't know if anyone can But, but the, there is precedent there Stephen McLean Grabbed Kouassi He was given yeah. He was given the ban So the, the There ball, might not be the level of consistency That you want But there's still something there In that particular incident If I recall it correctly It's a corner kick The ball's dead uh, and before the corner kick is taken, Stephen McLean and Kuasi uh, have their moment together. Uh, and for me, um, the referee does see it and action is taken. And it, it's different than mm. when the ball's in play and players are in and out. But I'm just intrigued. You know, as I say, we go into all manner of areas with this. And now David, in his opinion, who he says he respects my opinion, but for the last six months I've been a Celtic apologist. I, I'd love him to give me one other example of where I am an apologist. Well, you defend them constantly, every time. You've just you've just been a hypocrite by defending Ryan Christie when you wanted Morellis pulled up last year. No, I, I hypocritical. No, no I. I, I Apples don't make apple shoes. I mean, the bottom line is, go back to last year and listen to the same show, and you'll hear yourself quite clearly saying that Alfredo Morelos should be hauled up in front of the SFA, and one of one of the reasons was grabbing Ryan Christie by the testicles. You, you, trust End me, of. trust me. I'm on this program for hours every week, and you're going back a year. Uh, any idea how many radio hours I've clocked up in that time But the only reason I brought it up Is that if it's deemed unworthy of action One time It should be deemed unworthy of action Another time David do, do you not see that difference And I know it is a subtle difference But Hugh's reason For suggesting that Ryan Christie shouldn't have been banned Is because Morelos wasn't Yes, I can understand, right? But what what I will say is, I can understand where he's coming from on that. But what I will say, and who is one of the people to really bang the drum on this? Not every referee or every referee panel sees it the same way. I'm just disappointed. Simples. I'm just disappointed. That Dave. is true as well. It's worth bearing in mind, yeah. Hugh. Yeah, you yeah. can't. But I'm, but I'm just disappointed, David, that you've gone down that old road of he's a wee Celtic man. You know, it's so disappointing I, I, I've done plenty in my time And been banned by Celtic Plenty in my time Not to deserve That kind of puerile Childish 
Observation You two can kiss and make up another time That was David and Paisley and Mike in shots Thank you very much for your thoughts So 01419511025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter This will rumble on of that I have no doubt whatsoever We will try and go for some other football discussion We're going to hear from Celtic assistant John Kennedy After the travel with Stephen Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is here Alex Ray is alongside him And we're taking your calls Mostly Well All On today's <laughs> yeah. decision To give Ryan Christie A three match ban After his grab on Alfredo Morelos If you've got any other thoughts Let's hear them on the phones Or on Twitter And don't forget In the second hour We're going to kick off Our team of the decade We can fall out with each other Even more mm. uh, On that topic as well uh, But we're going to do it Over the next couple of nights Since it's the winter break We're going to look towards Building our team of the decade From Scottish football Um Alex, in terms of news happening today yes. that Rangers have flown out for their winter training camp in Dubai news of an outgoing it's not quite the exciting signing that the people hope for at this time of year but Eros Gresda leaves Rangers it perhaps signifies though that that move to really trimming the squad to a more sustainable level is is underway Andy King going yep. back to Leicester Eros Gresda, we know there are others who may fall into that category as well yeah, without doubt And I think it's important To get these guys out Sooner rather than later Gordon uh, Gresda Just didn't work for him You know, the times that I saw Of him Just didn't look the part the, the, the off the sh- I think there was some stuff With some reserve games That he was having a nightmare as well You know, instances there Hugh, it was Not favourable And it all led to him leaving So Andy King's in back Had very little game time So for me It makes sense And the quicker they get These other guys out as well Don't forget You know, England and so forth Are still playing So it might be a case of Shipping them out I hope not Hugh Because we always just like to see A bit of bit of drama A bit of excitement Deadline day Whatever mm. it is But might it be the case that, that during this window A lot more of the focus Actually goes on Who can who can be moved out And which squad is, is trimmed More effectively Well Ross Wilson Who is in charge of uh, Recruitment for Rangers Has said that he And Stephen Gerrard Agreed that the squad Needed to be trimmed And he's starting to go About his business now Um I don't think that Rangers need to bring in many players, if any players. Uh, I think there's a need for Celtic to get one or two. Uh, but also Celtic have, uh, don't mention the word Deadwood, some people find it offensive, uh, but there's Deadwood at Celtic and uh, Celtic need to get rid of that as well. Now let's hear from John Kennedy. He says Celtic's shortcomings were a big reason Rangers beat them last month. He says Stephen Gerrard's side haven't got their number and they'll be raring to go once the winter break is over. They were on it, you know, in terms of the, the game. They probably they played very well. We, we didn't at all, so it always looks like that in terms of at Celtic Park, in terms of the, the possession was good. We just we couldn't do much with it in terms of a, we couldn't get front players into the game well enough. We didn't penetrate them well enough. We didn't move the ball quick enough. So there's a number of areas where we, we know we can improve upon. You know, Rangers were, you know, as a team, they were well organised, defended well, they were, they were rigid. Um, you know, so yeah, there's, there's things we can look at and look to improve upon, but not just against Rangers in terms of our whole playing style and, and what we want to improve going into the second half of the season. That's, you know, ultimately we're out here to start just now. You know, it's always good to. Reflect on it, you know. But the, the most important thing is to get back on that training pitch. That's when you get to, the chance to to put things right and, and get working on what you what you need to improve upon. The, the players are as disappointed as anyone. It was a disappointing game for us. Disappointing performance, more so than anything else, as well as the result. You know. But as I says, it, you've had a, a week to probably stew on it. It's probably difficult at times when you have that week because of the the result. But you know, you can see the players are eager to get going again, and that's that's what we'll do. 
John Kennedy also says There are a few options They're looking at In terms of a new striker He does expect Jack Hendry to go out and loan Doesn't know though If Hearts is a likely destination Yeah I think every window We try and improve You know we've been looking at options And there's a couple of positions We'd like to try and You know Add a face to, to give us more competition and, and improve the quality Of the squad as well uh, There's a few guys who You know Got a quite inflated squad as well Who will probably go the other way So again It's getting that balance right We're guys who need to Maybe go out and and seek a new challenge or get some game time, whatever it might be, but at the same time bring in you know, a bit of added quality to give, give our squad a hand as well and, and improve us as a team. Some options there which have gone on in the background uh, and, and that will continue. You know, we'd like to do that as quickly as possible, but again, it needs to be right. We don't want to jump into something that's not quite right for us. So you know, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. Um, it's an area we are trying to improve and give us more options. You know, but hopefully in the next you know, week or two we can have a bit more news on that. One player that might be leaving according to the reports is Jack Hendry he's been linked with Hearts has there been anything concrete on that? Uh, I don't know about the Hearts thing I've not been kept up to date on that but I think for Jack he's obviously found himself out of the squad and he's on the periphery so he's certainly one who you know will be looking at going and getting some game time whatever that may be and, and get probably get his, his game time up and get his career back you know, on track in terms of playing games which is also important for any player very generous to use the word periphery I don't think Jack Henry's on the periphery of anything He is completely out of the picture at Celtic uh, And hopefully he can kickstart his career somewhere else um, For me, bottom line is Rangers win on December 29 um, Blew open the title race Had Celtic won at Celtic Park Eight points of a lead they'd have had over Rangers Albeit Rangers having a game in hand the psychological damage would have been considerable for Steven Gerrard and his players, but it's been blown wide open now. And when Celtic come back after their break in Dubai, um, they are going to have to be very, very careful because Rangers' game in hand could be their ace in the hole. Paul is a Celtic fan in Kirk and Tillock. What's on your mind tonight, Paul? Uh, hi, Gordon. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Alex. Hi, Paul. Hello. Hi, Hugh, I'm going to stick up here. Uh, I don't think you're a wee Celtic man uh, You never annoy me enough Talking about Celtic or Rangers To think you're I, I never think you're anything I mean there's guys in the show that's got a lead And she's like I like my mask and that But you know that But I think the last guy was even disrespectful Well thank you very much for that But we move on I'm used to it <laughs> Okay My point tonight is uh, The whole Ryan Christie thing Now I would, as a Celtic fan, I really wouldn't have a problem with Ryan Christie thing if the SFA had been consistent with that. Now, the, I, I never even noticed it. I was at the game. I never even noticed it in the highlights. So I've just, it's actually just came to light with me in the, the past few days. Now, it settled down. Uh, Rangers won the game. Settled down, started to move on. You would think, who, who in the SFA would think Right, we're going to revisit this. Of all games, we're going to implement this law now and stoke it back up. I mean, as Alex says, things that have happened and loads of games, every game, but they've chose this game with the with the Morelos incident uh, happened previously that we've never done anything about. I just think it's just a difficult SFA. I just don't think they know how to run things. I think uh, we have to take into account that this game is monumental. Huge And If you are High profile at that Then obviously Every incident Is magnified uh, And The SFA have decided to Re-examine this one So For me 
you know, it, the, the Celtic support will, to a man, woman and child, say it's unfair, unjust, harsh, whatever. And the, the Rangers supporters, while acknowledging, as the earlier caller did, uh, that Alfredo Morelos was lucky to get away with it on Ryan Christie last season, uh, they will say, well, if he mm. was uh, lucky to get away with it, then Ryan Christie's been caught this season. That works both ways, though, surely. Are you suggesting that retrospective disciplinary action is more likely just because it's a big game? I mean, yeah. the, the, the focus... But it does happen at other times It just doesn't get the same focus The first Can anyone tell me The first Premiership Yellow card this season Which was upgraded to a red Retrospectively You tell me now It was Jake Carroll From Motherwell against Livingston But no one cared Because it didn't have the same Scrutiny In but, this city but, The way everything else does So surely yeah. that works both ways But at the same time though You have to concede That this game is so high profile uh, That These incidents are discussed um, more so than Forensically aff- more, yeah, more so he, than Affairs yes, of state Afterwards But I'm I'm talking about Paul's initial point As a, In your response to it Which was Going along the lines Of suggesting And you can tell me If I'm wrong That This has only been Retrospectively dealt with Because it was This fixture not I'm only, just not sure not, of How you not, prove that No Not only because It is inevitable That Incidents In that particular fixture Will be examined forensically yeah, By us though I'm not sure the process actually changes much The disciplinary process I don't think changes We all talk about it more mm-hmm. But does the disciplinary process really change Based on the size of the game? It shouldn't certainly No it shouldn't However How do you ignore The fact that this game The country comes to a standstill When this game is played um, As I say I just think Everyone overreacts to everything now Everything And uh, well, these two are concerned because for the first time in years they have a proper title race on. Everything is even more carefully scrutinised. Uh, I just think that the SFA would be, you know, it's a man's game. Yeah, what does that really mean, though? I don't think we've got time to delve into that discussion. But, 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 but come on, was it twenty twenty? Was it really? Was it really? Uh, uh, a two-game mm. ban offence. Yeah. That, that is the question, Alex. And this is where you have to just draw your—it's all your own personal thoughts between your own feeling and and, and the rules. I think most people yeah, will look look at those rules and can kind of understand it. But even you, probably like you, I mean, in your day, that would have gone unpunished. You would you, imagine you wouldn't even have been brought up in it. And when Stephen was in doing the the, the travel there, I says, and we used to do it more in the games. You, if you knew an opposition play game, a wee don't go have some of that, and 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 you know it was a bit more jovial. Oh. The fact of the matter is, you can't even go near that area. And the problem you have is, and I think most of the callers is consistency because you're looking at various other examples. People are flagging up other things, not necessarily in their regions. Talk about stamps and things, but if you go across the board. Opposition fans will highlight scenarios where a certain player, mm. a certain team, and eventually what happens is the, the ones that are not level-headed is it becomes a bragging right because one of your guys got off with it, you get done with it, and the actual thing is it just becomes a mishmash. But the actual reality, by the letter of the law, what he did is a ban. Final word to you, Paul. And as Alec, um, you're right, as a ban, but... It should have been a ban for Alfredo as well, and that's the whole point. It's the, the consistency thing. Mm. Uh, it's it's not there, and it's it's for the SFA. We'll leave that one there. Thank you very much. That was Paul in Kirkintilloch. We're already running late for this. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. You can grab yourself a Clyde One Super Scoreboard ball if you beat the pundit against Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray tonight. All you have to do is come on here, get more questions right than they do, and the sign ball is yours. It's 0141 951 1025. You have to call now, you have to call before the news at 7. And don't forget, in the second hour, we're going to try and start our team of the decade, but we need your help. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We spent the whole first hour, I think, discussing Ryan Christie's three match ban. It was breaking news. Clearly, lots of people feeling uh, strongly about it. So, no problem with that at all. If you've got calls on it, no problem. Keep them coming in and tweet us at Clyde SSB. But. Um, I was going to say all of this week But for a large part of this week We're going to try and come up With a Scottish football team of the decade Now you've seen various versions of these Maybe on social media I've been discussing it with your friends Well Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray And the pundits tomorrow The pundits on Wednesday They're going to be put on the spot They need your help though You need to convince them That your guy gets a place In the team of the decade There are no rules It is pretty straightforward It is really up to you You can... Put whoever you want They can have played here For one year or ten years It really is up to you And we're going to start With the goalkeeper And the back four tonight So give us all your thoughts On who should go in that Goalie or back four slot 0141 951 After this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Time to see If we can get some victories On the board for the listeners As we go into the new year Ian is in Oban How are you tonight Ian? Not bad yourself Yeah not too bad at all Thank you I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads You're up against Hugh Keevans And if it's tails It is Alex Ray And it is tails Alex Ray uh, Ian just to let you know That this season Alex Ray has given away More signed balls Than anyone else I played more that's why So you uh, you have quite a good chance Of landing one <laughs> I've heard that but <laughs> I know he's quick at the answers So got to watch Well let's find out Just how quick I'm going to give Alex Some Clyde 2 to listen to And that way He will not know What your answers are Ian you have 30 seconds Head to head with Alex The secret as always Is you can pass So if you don't know it Just pass it And quickly move on To the next one okay Right no bother Good man Your time starts now Who's the manager Of Livingston Eh uh, In what year Did Lewis Stevenson Make his Hibs debut 2009 Which team is currently second in the Scottish Championship? Uh, Air United Former Scotland international Russell Martin currently manages which English side? Pass Which former Celtic manager has joined New York City? Ronnie Dyla What is the full name of Lowland League team Cumbernauld? Colts Which Scottish club did Kenny McLean begin his playing career with? Okay, let's bring Alex Ray back Alex, can you hear us? Yes You can, great Same set of questions to you You ready? Yep Let's get stuck in Who is the manager of Livingston? Gary Holt What year did Lewis Stevenson make his Hibs debut? 2009 Which team is second in the Scottish Championship? Inverness Former Scotland international Russell Martin Currently manages which English side? Which former Celtic manager has joined New York City? Ronnie D. Dyler What is the full name of the Lowland League team Cumbernauld? Pass Which Scottish club did Kenny McLean begin his playing career with? St Mirren Which French club did Derek McInnes play with between 99 and 2000 quickly? Nonce Okay What are you thinking? Uh, I 
think he's maybe just edged it mm, I think it was a close one Let's find out The manager of Livy was Gary Holt You both got it So we're level Lewis Stevenson made his Hibs debut in 05 So wow. none of you got that one right The second place team in the Championship Is Inverness Alex Ray goes 2-1 in front uh, He then goes 3-1 in front MK Dons Is the club of Russell Martin You did know Ronnie Dyla's off to the Big Apple though, Hugh Keevans Will you be Going over to, to speak to him I know he was a, you were a big fan of his I wonder if you could, we can uh, maybe Set up for you to go and I wish the man Nothing but success Keevans meets Dyla In Central Park You can see it there <laughs> uh, Anyway It's 4-2 to Alex Ray At this stage The Lowland League team Is Cumbernauld Colts So you pulled that one back in 4-3 The Scottish club That Kenny McLean Began his playing career with Was St Mirren You both got it 5-4 Derek McInnes Played for Toulouse he didn't get it But it didn't matter Ian didn't get that far So he's pipped you by 5-4 to four. Ian hard lines Well well Lovely, Alex. Ah, it just takes a win rate up a bit. You know, it's important. Yeah, one less ball because we were about to start docking your wages. But anyway, Ian, that was a good effort. And I sometimes I say that and I don't really mean it, but I meant that one. Good, Five four. That's bad. decent. That's not too bad. Derek McInnes at Toulouse. Eh? Did you remember that one, Hugh? Yeah, I do actually. Now that I said it, or you remembered it before no, I gave the answer no, no. away? No, he went over on a Bosman, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. There we go. Right. Thank you, Ian and Owen. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter. Is at Clyde SSB I fully expect That there are lots of you who Haven't managed to get through To talk Ryan Christie um, Apologies for that Keep trying We'll try and squeeze more in uh, As the evening progresses But let's have a bit of fun It is the winter shutdown We always try and do something A bit different During the winter break And we will try and do that Over the coming days and weeks So tonight And this week We are going to try And put together A Scottish football team Of the decade With your help There are no rules There are no restrictions You need to help the pundits Come up with a team of the decade Over the next few nights And tonight it's the goalkeeper And the back four Now the beauty of this discussion Hugh Keevans Some people maybe played here For one year And were absolutely outstanding Someone else maybe played for all ten years And were bang average And it's going to be up to you Which ones you put in Because there is no right or wrong answer Correct Um, You know just to kick off the discussion I mean Fraser Forster has been here twice uh, In the, that particular decade 2010 until last week um, And has been outstanding on both occasions Alan McGregor Again consistent, outstanding uh, Craig Gordon uh, A lot of the decade for Craig Gordon Was spent down south And also reviving his career Which he did spectacularly well but he had a long time out uh, because of injury, which may lessen his chances. Uh, and they throw in another couple randomly. Joe Lewis has always been impressive. And Darren Randolph, when he was here, was very impressive. And I see he's off today in a £4 million transfer down south. Uh, so, you know... Lots of names to mull over Like we said Alex We fully intend on falling out over this Over the next couple of days Pundits, callers, listeners alike But but there there are no right or wrong answers in this Because sometimes you might just want to go for This player was a better player than that guy Regardless of of what they achieved Or how long they were here Some people might want to reward long service And look at the decade as a whole And say how much did they do within that period But the beauty of it, no rules no restrictions You guys are going to have to come up with the answers But the listeners are going to have to convince you That their man deserves a place Yeah I've got a couple of names for the right back Beth Gordon uh, I was looking at um, Lustig would have to come into the reckon In terms oh. of the amount of trophies and so forth That he brought to the table 
uh, Tavernier with his assists His consistency over the period uh, I'm going to throw the boy Whitaker, Who was at Hibs I liked him uh, throughout the years as well A very good competitor So uh, there's three right backs right away Right, Here's what we need to achieve by 8 o'clock tonight We need, with your help, a goalkeeper And a back four for the team of the decade So five positions between now and 8 o'clock Is going to be quite an ask so don't hang about Give us a call right now 0141 951 1025 Or tweet us at Clyde SSB Who should be in This team of the decade Goalkeeper And back four Let's obviously start With the goalkeeper You looking for a vote now? Let's Just spitball a little bit further We'll make the decisions A bit later on But Alan McGregor Craig Gordon you for mentioned me, Joe Lewis Darren Randolph For me It comes down to Forster or McGregor because, as I say, so much of the decade for Craig Gordon was spent at Sunderland and a lot of it spent trying to regain his career after a serious injury. And he did it very, very well at Celtic. But for me, for his two spells at Celtic, Fraser Forster and Alan McGregor is the other one. For me, it's a it's a two-way street. Two-way two street, fight. says Hugh Keevans. Do you agree or disagree? And if you agree, which one gets your vote? 0141-951-1025. Um, right, so let's start with... Alan McGregor was a name that he mentioned. I think he won a double at the start of the decade, yep. Alex. He's clearly been away for the majority of the decade, but that's okay, because what did I say? No rules, mm. no restrictions. Um, he's back for the last couple of years of the decade, and he's about to turn 38. What What, what goes in his... Column McGregor I think just consistency Gordon And then when, uh, when it comes to the big games You have seen time after time As an example The penalty save the other day You know the big moments yeah. uh, The fact you, you know I think he's coming back Even better when he went away uh, Hugh I, I, I'm looking at the time he's been back Under uh, Stephen Gerrard 18 months And I'm Struggling to see any mistakes The mm. level of consistency Now he's just signed a, an extension To his contract as well Fraser Foster Some of the saves That he produced recently uh, Against Lazio Were just out the top door And if you want to go back To the cup final So yeah. for me it boils down To these two as well Yeah the only blot On Alan McGregor's Book is uh, His temperament Sometimes he, he can be Guilty of uh, Rash Challenges on players But without question Outstanding goalkeeper like I say, no rules, no restrictions. Is it worth? I know you like a bit of a fairy tale element, Hugh. What about Craig Gordon? This guy's career was Absolutely. over during this decade. He yeah. was pretty much no longer a professional footballer. He came back in the second half of this decade to win twelve trophies. Yeah, incredible. Um, I've always said of him, he's an outstanding goalkeeper. Uh, there was a point when uh, I think I said in this program that he was the best goalkeeper I'd seen in the Celtic jersey for many, many years. Um, but I'm just wondering if Fraser Forster eclipses uh, Craig Gordon. This is why it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating discussion because you you're whole you can be comparing two guys that played completely different lengths of time, achieved yep. different things. I think when you look at the, it was a three uh, contract 2014. Yeah, so I think it was as far as business goes as well. Yeah, in terms of uh, you know coming back for nothing, 146 league games, Gordon. As, as you says, won numerous trophies, so it, it, he showed a level of consistency through a very good, you know, you talk about the double trebles and so forth. He would have come into that bracket as well. So there is plenty of contenders. I th I th to be honest with you, there's three contenders: Foster, McGregor, 
And big uh, Craig Dean Curley's gone Forster and goals On his team uh, Govan Emerald CSE says Boric But I think that's Going to be just outside Our decade Well I mean he left In 2010 So yeah I mean If you really want him in there But I think obviously Some players will have Will have played a long time Across the decade Some won't um, Billy Allen is another one Throwing in Alan McGregor um, Why not get on the phone And try and convince the guys Because they're going to have to choose One or the other And if you want to hear Your man in the team uh, You're going to have to call us Right now 01419511025 uh, Like I say A few tweets coming in At Clyde SSB what, Are you inclined to go for Simply who's The better goalkeeper How much are you taking into account What they achieved Over the period That were in question uh, well, I think the only uh, criterion is uh, who's the best goalkeeper of the lot. You know, the, not necessarily the case of how many trophies did you win. Simply, who's the best goalkeeper? Uh, you know, yeah. big Arthur Boric. I know is a cult figure with the Celtic supporters, but if you left in twenty ten, I mm. do not see how you can be in the team of the decade. Thomas Conroy's got some thoughts He says it can't be McGregor He's only played 3 out of the 10 seasons Which which is valid But at some point We're going to have to put someone in Probably who only played a couple of the seasons Because that's just the way it works well, there, are, there are no rules when we get repeat to the, it till I'm blue well, in the face When we get to the central defenders The, the first name for me would be Virgil van Dijk uh, Do you who, think he makes it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know Virgil van Dijk's time here While not the whole decade was better than everyone else's whole decade Right, let's not get ahead of ourselves Because we don't quite have a goalkeeper yet So let's see if we can get a thought from the phone lines 01419511025 You can tweet us at Clyde SSB um, as well But I think Jamie's on the line Jamie's in Tillicutri Hi Jamie Hello Jamie Hello Hi Jamie, we've got you Alright, I thought I was in the queue waiting oh, How you doing? you're right do you Yeah, same to you, Jamie okay. Right, team of the decade right, uh, Who's the goalie? Right, uh, oh, I wasn't throwing up about the goalie I was going to producer there I've got a bit of a, a left field uh, nomination for it And I'm going to nominate Frank Sozzi To be what, in the team go- of the decade ah, Too early, too early, Jamie The decade, no. 2010 Onwards No, he was, he was, he was, no, was he not there till about 2012 was he not? No I don't think so uh, I mean I will I check was, but I would uh, be 2000. I wouldn't imagine he'd been there 10 years I'll tell you what no. Hugh, For what it's worth If we were going back then It would be a great show He left in 2001 Jamie We're miles away <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got you We've got you now Come on Give us a goalkeeper Big man The Redeem guys have, have been discussing Alan McGregor Craig Gordon Fraser Forster If you were to go across the decade And you had to pick a keeper Who would you Oh he's gone He's embarrassed by his Frank Sozzi shout <laughs> Right he, and he's genuinely disappeared He was, he was about to pick Andy I Gorham mind it. People make mistakes The Hibs it's, fan He was about to pick Andy Gorham For his goalkeeper but He's actually not a Hibs fan He's no, not he's a, a Hibs fan, fan yeah. Oh Frank Sozzi like, <laughs> Did to go from left field And he really did Yes He went about 10 years he, outside The, he only, the allocated He only misses it by 9 years uh, Yeah it's a good show Mind you um, Alex would you be able to pick one Just Nothing else don't don't even bother talking to me about trophies won or, or time spent here during the decade. Who's the best best keeper out of those three? If I had to force you into an answer, I would go for Alan McGregor. I think his consistency throughout the period, even down to England as well. I know this is about Scotland, but I just feel over the piece. I think he's been a model. Uh, he's played wherever he's went. I think he's been brilliant. Yeah, Hugh. I mean, like we said, it's 
it's up to you if you want to, to cover off yeah, the, just the period and what they did here. I know he's only been here a couple of seasons. Let's speak. Laurie's a Celtic fan on the line. Um, Laurie, who should the goalkeeper be? Well, my choice may surprise uh, some of your listeners. Uh, my choice would be Alan McGregor I, over Fraser Foster. Can I tell you my reasons why? Absolutely. But I'll t- I remember a, a game that took place some years ago. And uh, there was another radio station, now defunct, based in the city. Uh, and I listened to that program as I do, Clyde. And I had been invited by them to take part in an old firm commentary in their studios. The game in question, Hugh and Alec will no doubt recall, uh, was at Ibrook Stadium. And Alan McGregor saved a last-minute penalty kick from Georgia Samaras. I remember Ewan Cameron at the time uh, asking me, uh, what my observations in the game were, uh, and I said to him that Alan McGregor at that time uh, was, and still is, worth probably 10 points a season uh, to Rangers. And, and that penalty save did prove crucial because Celtic later blew it uh, against, I think it was Inverness, uh, Cali Thistle, with two or three ga- uh, games of the, the season remaining. Uh, I think he's a better all-round goalkeeper in terms of mobility and agility than Fraser Forster. Fraser Foster, uh, for me, is a guy, because he's size, he's got a wingspan like an albatross. So he's a great shortstopper. However, he is a bit susceptible in getting across his line uh, and dealing with cross balls. I don't think he's got the same judgment uh, from uh, crosses as what Alan McGregor uh, does. That's my opinion, guys. What do you make of the case Laurie puts forward for Alan McGregor? Oh, Going against his, his team allegiance as well No yeah. problem with that Oh no, not at all um, It's interesting that Laurie brings up a penalty save uh, Against Celtic uh, Because the penalty save from Ryan Christie yeah. uh, Could yet turn out to be crucial um, Had Ryan Christie scored Who knows how that afternoon might have turned out But in the interest of moving things along Given that we've got two fullbacks And two central <laughs> defenders Still to pick If Laurie says McGregor And he's a Celtic man I'll go with McGregor as well Laurie's won you over yep. Laurie has convinced you to go Alan McGregor uh, But the problem is you two are going to have to agree Well I actually said um, I said McGregor well, You so thought he was the best keeper I was yes. dead, Okay. So yeah So for me it's a, a yes also not a lot in it though Is that is that no, fair to say? I think you're looking no, at all no, good no, goalkeepers no. For every uh, save that McGregor's made You know you could go back to the penalty save in the cup final And you go back time after time You know they, they have all mm. brilliant attributes Okay James McCluskey says It must be Fraser Forster saves against Barca And Rangers outstanding Nobody else can touch him Sorry James The guys have gone Alan McGregor as the goalkeeper That's the first name in our team of the decade We'll complete the back four next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray are here. We are trying to come up with a team of the decade. The guys are responsible for the goalkeeper and the back four tonight, but they need your help. They need you to call with your thoughts. They need you to tweet your thoughts as well. They've already picked Alan McGregor as their goalkeeper. They seem to have upset a few, but they did hold their hands up and say... There wasn't much in it Fraser Forster Craig Gordon Even mentioned the likes of Joe Lewis And Darren Randolph From out with The old firm But Alan McGregor Gets the nod Now we need to pick a back four We also need to give you A full time teaser mm. You ready for this? Yes mm-hmm. Can you name The Eight Players Who were the top goal scorers In all competitions For each decade For Celtic 
or Rangers. So we're starting 70s. Does that make sense? So we're looking 70s. Colinstein. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. You need Celtic's top scorer from that decade, and you need Rangers' top scorer from that decade, starting with the 70s. Colinstein. No. Derek Johnson? Yes. So who would have been the Celtic at that time? Uh, Kenny Dalglish? No. Yes. Oh, seventies out of the way. Eighties. Eighties would have been. Bo Johnson. No. Brian McClare. Yes. Oh, oh, stop it! He's on fire. Don't believe uh, what I'm witnessing here. Uh, so Rangers. Listen, that's three of eight. We can McCoyst? park. Yeah, oh, absolutely flying. Right, we can park it there because that's four of eight already, isn't it? <laughs> Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. I'll tell you what, 10 players, sorry It shows you that my arithmetic is not great 10 players, or, yeah Because 2 in the 70s, 2 in the 80s, 2 in the 90s, 2 in the 1000s So we're looking for 90s now yeah, So you're looking, you're looking for 10 players overall um, It is worth bearing in mind that One player might be in there twice Okay oh, yes. uh, But right. you've got Kenny Dalglish, Derek Johnson, Brian McClare, Ali McCoy so far So we've still got the 90s, the 2000s and the 2010s to come uh, We've got a bit of breaking news tonight, Hugh Mm-hmm. And it's a Celtic statement in response to Ryan Christie's three-match ban Celtic Football Club and Ryan Christie are extremely disappointed at the outcome Given the recent treatment of Celtic players And the lack of sanctions being imposed on those responsible The fact that a sanction has been imposed on Ryan for the incident in question Demonstrates a worrying lack of consistency In the Scottish FA fast-track process Naturally, we will be con- contacting the Scottish FA regarding our concerns Scottish football deserves a disciplinary process which is fair Consistent and fit for purpose Right First of all It's inevitable That Celtic would Release a statement Because they They always want to Mirror the view Of the Celtic fans Who uh, Do not like this decision today Um, When they Refer to the Lack of consistency I think that case Is unarguable Uh, There has been A lack of consistency And uh, The only Other observation I would make That the recent treatment of Celtic players I wish they had specified Which players What happened uh, And then we could assess what uh, Celtic are talking about Does that but, do, And I'm not disagreeing I'm, I'm just asking for you to elaborate Does that get us anywhere? Because I, I, I thought there was a I thought you shared a, a school of thought Some people have that this Forensic detail You know the statements Counter statements Counter statements again Picking out incidents From from last week From last month And last year Will we ever Will it ever end If, if, no. if clubs start doing that No when, With regard to Celtic and Rangers No It will never end uh, We are Midway through um, The most uh, Hotly contested League title race For a decade when Rangers lost the Betfred Cup to Celtic, they came out with a statement on uh, decisions which had gone against Rangers because they were unhappy with the goal scored by Christopher Julian. They reiterated their uh, idea that VAR had to come into Scottish football. So they spoke on behalf of their fans. Now, Celtic's statement is speaking on behalf of their fans. They believe that there is inconsistency in the fast track system and they also believe that they have been victim to a this lack of consistency. Therefore, for me, this is what Celtic and Rangers will do to mirror the opinion 
of their supporters because the supporters would demand that Celtic released that statement as the Celtic Rangers supporters would have expected Rangers to respond when the cup final was lost to a contentious decision. Well, you can find details of that statement if you want the exact wording. Head over to our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB, right? Your Scottish football team of the decade. That's the name of it. There are no rules, no restrictions. If you can put up a good case for a guy who played here one year, that's fine. If he played here for nine or ten, Whatever it really is up to you But you need the listeners to help you Laurie actually managed to sway Hugh I think I saw his eyes light up He swayed Hugh to go for Alan McGregor in goal Now we need a back four Will we start with the right back? You always go right to left don't you? Well Lustig um, Michael Lustig Fantastic um, For Celtic uh, Consistent uh, A real Discovery And uh, Terrific in that position On a consistent basis that's me kicking it off, Alec. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do it by the stats, Alex, but just for some some uh, context, I think it was about 250-odd appearances over the decade for Mikael Lustig. 16 trophies in that period. Yeah, very consistent, Gordon. Uh, again, you know, we, I think there's a few potential candidates. I think Tavernier would come into the reckoning. Uh, the boy at Hibs. Uh, David Gray. David Gray. Cup-winning captain. Yeah. Was... was um, the one that came to Rangers um, You know they've done well When you get Sir Added in front of your name Hugh ah. And like I say Yep Consistency Longevity But maybe just an, A big moment David Gray The Scottish Cup Hibs all those Whittaker, years I liked Whitaker. I thought Whitaker was a very good player as well uh, In his day He moved for a few Million quid down south So He would maybe come into the reckoning I actually think Whitaker's a better player than Gray Was Yeah But if, you, if you're talking about You know moments Impact Achievement He would come right into that Wouldn't he Well does one massive moment get you the decade award? No, not, not necessarily. I'm just just throwing it out there. Um, throw it back in. Was <laughs> <laughs> a big moment though. That's all. That's yes. all over. Yeah. yeah, for those hips oh, fans. Uh, like well, I said, they I call mean, him you, Sir David Gray for a reason. Uh, maybe you haven't won the cup for over a hundred years, uh, and he scores the winning goal. Then you will, in the mix. You'll be for the hip supporters a legend for all time. But I don't think that one moment. Gets you the The right back of the decade award um, I mean you Mark make, Wilson Good point I think his You won four titles His best yeah, stuff probably yeah. came just before Didn't it Before the, the decade maybe mm, but, <laughs> he, he will argue that I gave him the howl of the week So <laughs> Is this not the decade he, Is this not the decade he claims to have scored In a Scottish Cup final It was clearly a Stephen Craig and own goal But but Mark Wilson claims it was his um, It definitely wasn't uh, Billy Allen is on Twitter He's thrown in Stephen Whitaker, Which is a name That you mentioned as well Yep Very good um, Sometimes Hugh you get, There are going to be times When you, you'll pick players Who maybe don't have The, the, the trophies in the cabinet or, or don't have the The appearances under their belts uh-huh. But I wonder if you can Argue too much with with that trophy haul from from Mikael Lustig Like I say, lots of Celtic players across the decade have done that So it's yeah. not the be all and end all No, 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 no uh, I, I just think he was an outstanding player on a consistent level now Let's get the thoughts of Stuart and Kirk and Tillich Stuart, who would you pick for a right back for Team of the Decade? It's not right, I would honestly go for Michael Lustig, mate But uh, see, Tess, I couldn't believe what Ali Regis says Tavenier, you having a laugh? Well, he's not, he's not picked him Honestly He's not picked him. No, but he's, 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 he's 
They're uh, actually flowing players into the mix. I think he gets something like 17, 17 uh, goals last year, plus what was that about? One of the highest assists in the, in the division. So I'm just throwing some st- some stats at you. What has he won? But honestly, what has he won? Well, that's that's. I can't believe you travel here in there in the right back. Well, Ali, the, you're going to have to get the blue glasses off, mate. Honestly, well, God. Well, the thing is, we're, we're throwing David Gray into the mix. Uh, but if you're actually asking me who's a better player, I would take Tavernier all day long. So that's the argument. There's no what you've won. That was part of the criteria. There are no rules. Stuart, why would you go for Mikael Lustig? And I'm not talking about Tavernier, I'm, I'm just talking specifically. What did you make no, of no, him no, in his no, time here? Lustig was fantastic for Celtic. Absolutely fantastic. A lot of injury problems here. But absolutely fantastic with Celtic. He was Celtic through and through. He done everything every week. He actually played with a lot of injuries right through. But he just got on, mate. He was a great player, and he should definitely win that as a right back. Yeah, you have to vote for someone at the end of the day, and uh, Lustig gets my vote and that of the gentleman on the line, Alex. And although you, we were, I, we, I were, we, no were just, yeah, we were just throwing names, are you comfortable to put him Absolutely. in as the right back? Six, Sixteen trophies. I think. But listen, if we just say is the one uh, person who we think is going to win it, it'd be a very quick. Discussion. Five minutes, yeah So we're trying to drag out a bit, partner <laughs> I don't really like the way you've spun that But listen, Stuart, that's a fair suggestion And it turns out the guys agree with you So Alan McGregor in goal Mikel Lustig at right back Some of this is going to be difficult I wonder if the centre-back Might not throw up two difficult questions But maybe one because again, Hugh, you're looking at lots of guys have come Absolutely. and gone. And of course, Celtic have won a lot of trophies in that time. But it's yeah. been an ever-changing centre-back pairing. Let, you, let's go for one, because we need to pick two. Is there Hugh, one that absolutely jumps out? Yeah. Hugh, before you, Hugh, before you start, uh-huh. don't mention any Rangers ones. You've been all blue specs on. Oh, well. No, but I'm a Celtic apologist. So, um, for me, if you want to talk about quality yes. defenders, central defenders... Over the last 10 years, there has not been a central defender within our league, our major league, who could come anywhere near to Virgil van Dijk. So even though he was here just for, I think it was two seasons, you saw enough? Yeah, I think some people can have two seasons that are better than others 10 seasons. And for me, van Dijk shone out uh, absolutely top quality player and that's why he has gone on to do what he has done since leaving Celtic and making that climb from Southampton to Liverpool from Liverpool to the Champions League a winner world champions world champion arguably best central defender in the world right now so for me we were lucky to have him here for as long as he was here so for me Van Dijk is unopposed Yeah for me also I think he uh, could have played With his flip flops on Gordon He was that good He was exceptional Power, pace uh, Distribution He had the lot He's a Rolls Royce of a centre half And I don't think you've got too many Complaints from anyone out there Yeah because I'll keep repeating it Just so if anyone's joining us Because this is the way It's going to work for the rest of the week There are no real rules So if someone played here for a year And was good enough And you guys want to put them in That's absolutely fine And it is worth sometimes Taking into account You know the bigger story A guy who has now gone on Genuinely to be The best defender in the world What oh. was he second In the Ballon d'Or Yeah Behind Lionel I mean that's the type of yeah, Company quality, this guy's yeah. keeping Elite And you sometimes see players Don't you Alex Who yeah. Because we've had a lot of good players up here Loads of them But I'm not sure there are many Like him who Sort of Very quickly it became apparent that 
he was miles ahead. Of yeah, the, the level I mean, when you've got your central defender running from his own half and come past five players and scoring, and he yeah. was started banging free kicks in the top corner. You watch your favourite phrase, your favourite word when it comes levels. to football. It's all about levels. No, listen, he has. I, I, I said a word there. He goes into the world class, elite level. You uh-huh. know, you get, you get very good international players who go on and get 60, 70 caps. He then goes on to compete at Ballon d'Or level. And I think he'll continue to do that because he will be growing in stature as well, if, as if he could grow any more. But when you become European world champions, you can then go to that. Contesting that we we Messi next year Okay right So we've still got one other centre back And a left back I can see a few arguments Breaking out on those uh, Let's take a call though From Paul and Crookston Hi Paul Well hi there panel uh, Happy New Year Yeah same Thank to you, you Paul Hi um, well, A couple of wee points um, I had one for Hugh And one for Alex um, But when it's talk about Team of the Decade I don't fees count But um, hard to find Obviously with, obviously with Rangers I'm Going through all that Stuff through the decade But um, I don't know if this counts But early 2010s And whatnot. Davy Weir, centre back, um, Walter Smith's last year with Rangers and whatnot, taken through the, to the title, um, and Sasa Papic. Well, I thought it was quite reliable mm. the right back. Listen, but, uh, they all count, Paul. If they played here in this decade, they uh, count. Don't you worry about that. So that, right, that, well, that's just through the two. Um, the points are um, in response to the Celtic statement there as well. Just to add in, um, uh, no, having watched the game and you want to talk about inconsistencies, well, Bolling Golly should have been sent off. In about the eighty odd minutes or something like that for another yellow card, because um, he hauled down Morelos twice, and I think the referee was a bit lenient and let him off with it. Um, and the other one was Christie was pulling, I think it was maybe Joe Aribo if I think back, um, which if he gave a penalty for Katic doing it, which was definitely a penalty, um, there's the inconsistency there. Why was it? I think I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the things. It's consistency. You're looking for the referee to pick up in various points, and whatever team you support. You'll have a gripe against the opposition, and unfortunately, when you lose it, uh, like an appeal today, it seems as if it's super harsh because there's been other examples where they've not mm. been punished. That to me, Hugh, is where this discussion is genuinely never, ever, ever going to end because no. teams are every right to feel hard done by. But until such a time as a referee gets every single decision right in yeah. every game in a season. If clubs keep wanting to talk about individual decisions It will never end Because Celtic feel hard done by And that's fine, I'm not disagreeing Paul's come on and I think everyone in the studio agreed That Ball and Golly Correct, yeah. sh- should have been sent off Said at yeah. the time. You've seen what was the one that Paul discussed Was Ryan Christie pulling And then to go on the same the same incident Did the ball actually come off a, a, a Rangers head And go out for the corner which they then scored from It will never ever end we have to, we have to And fans, fans are sort of allowed to do that But should clubs really be getting They're doing it because they have to The Rangers fans know. will be incensed by the Betfred Cup final Or by this, that and the other And I'm not disagreeing with Paul's uh, analysis of the Ball and Golly situation Or with Ryan Christie pulling a jersey Not disagreeing at all Where we are now Rangers lose a cup final And uh, their fans are saying, you better complain. So Rangers complain. Celtic have this Christie ban, which the fans vehemently disagree with, and they're saying, we had better complain. And Celtic are only responding in kind. This is a unique season. I always knew it would be, and now we are immersed in it. I don't ask this because of Celtic's statement tonight or because of Rangers' statement after the Betfred Cup final. I ask this... 
from a general point of view At what point do club statements Become not about defending your club And actually become about pandering to an element of fans Who are unable to handle injustice um, And like I say, let me repeat it, let me be very clear I'm not talking about Celtic or Rangers I'm talking generally yeah, But, the, but the, the, the bottom line is that only Celtic and Rangers tend to issue statements uh, And I'm not sure about pandering But they are mindful of their supporter base And Rangers came out and said what they said about VAR Because of the Christopher Julian goal And Celtic are coming out and talking about lack of consistency Because they know that all over mm. social media There are photographs of Alfredo Morelos a year ago Doing to Ryan Christie what Ryan Christie did to Alfredo Morelos Paul I'll tell you what Hang on the line and you can finish your point It's just we're running late for this break We're going to have to get the rest of the back four For the team of the decade And we're going to have to get the answers to the teaser And we'll check back in with Paul next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Mm. are here Just quickly before we go back to Paul And we've got two more positions to decide On our team of the decade uh, For the back four On tonight's teaser Thank you to Martin for sending it in To fulltime at Clyde1.com We're looking for The ten players Who were Rangers or Celtic's top scorer for each decade 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s So mm. one from each I'll give you a clue at the moment Although there are 10 answers You're only looking for 8 players oh, yeah, no, Because I, I two guys did it twice Yes So for the 70s you've got Kenny Dalgleish Derek Johnson For the 80s you've got Brian McClear Ali McCoist McCoist will be the 90s as well Correct Could McClear be the 90s no. as well? No Alright Big Pierre No It's a bit more obvious Akabeni Henrik I said more obvious Henrik Henrik Larson. For the 90s He got 69 goals Towards the, the end of the 90s What about the 2000s? Boyd he's got to be Rangers surely Yes And for Celtic? Uh, Henrik Exactly So you've only got two to get We're looking for The top scorer for Rangers in the 2010s And the top scorer for Celtic In the 2010s Paul what was the rest of your point On you go Hi Paul Paul's had enough <laughs> We did keep him waiting quite a while Paul are you still with us? I think he oh, is Hi there Hi, hi Paul. Paul are you back? Oh, sorry I had it on mute <laughs> Quite right Paul We kept you waiting What's your second part of your point? I was talking to myself there for a while <laughs> um, No what it is um, Just two points One for, for Hugh I know you said a bit tight tonight um, one for Alex So I'll, get, I'll drop the two points in And then you can decide How you want to answer them um, Hugh had mentioned For a while back And I'd been on this programme before But when he said it um, About for, for as long as Brendan Was at Celtic Rangers would live within their shadows Was the, the, the common statement And obviously You were proven right there Hugh Because obviously Rangers didn't win a trophy when, when he was there But What made you come to that I want to know What made you come to that statement And, and also would you say the same with Neil Lennon being in charge now that Rangers have kind of, well, they have, they've closed the gap. Would you say the same is true with Neil Lennon being in position? And then my question to Alex was, we're looking for a striker. I think Eduardo Herrera might be out there, but listen, it's, a, it's an idea. The guy's a striker. He's a Mexican internationalist, or he was. Um, he, Gerard's turned players around. He's turned, he's turned around Ryan Jack. He's turned around Morelos. He's turned around Tavernier. All these different people. Right, Why can you not turn around a striker that's there? It won't cost us anything. We've already got him. Okay, let's right, put with, them with, to re- the... with regard to Brendan Rodgers. Um, 
I said that of Brendan Rodgers because here we have one of the great managerial talents in the UK. Um, and at that time, when Brendan Rodgers came in, Rangers were going through that peculiar fra- phase uh, of Mark Warburton uh, and Pedro Cachinha. Um And on the one hand, you had an exceptional manager at Celtic and managerial uncertainty at Rangers. And that was what led me to say what I said about for as long as Brendan Rodgers is at Celtic, Rangers will live in their shadow. And by your own admission, I was correct. I would not say the same with the greatest respect of Neil Lennon because Rangers have now got themselves a manager who is growing in stature week upon week and who now has a team who could, I underline could, win the title this season and that's why I cannot say what I said of Brendan Rodgers about Neil Lennon Right quickly Alex We've got a lot to Herrera. get through still Herrera yes or no? Absolutely no chance Two goals no? in eight, two goals in 18 games When he was here And he is in Siberia They'll be looking to I think it it's off. Mexico Yes but The, the, the metaphor Could Steve not, not win him round as Paul, or, or, or improve him as Paul? No I don't think so He's got six <laughs> months His contract to go as well They'll be looking to ship him off Otherwise they'd have brought him back decent wages him. as well Yeah I would imagine yeah. so Yeah. Right Paul thank you very much That was Paul in Crookston Right you've got A team of the decade That looks like this so far Alan McGregor and goal Mikael Lustig right back Virgil van Dijk centre back We need another centre back And another and, and a left back So um, Paul actually suggested David Weir Now and listen We don't have a great deal to choose from Because a lot of the central defenders Came and went quite quickly Within the decade So we're not really going to find Too many who, who Played at the top level For the entirety of that period What, what names have I, you got for me? I, I would not dispute David Weir I think you again um, Is that the whole 57 appearances in the season That he turned 40 The, the player of the year That, that type of thing I, You know he, he was For me No Virgil van Dijk But he was an effective Consistent Defender Of high repute And I would not Be against his inclusion Could you argue Alex? No but I was going to throw A couple of names Gordon Benkovic Boyata Very good players as well But when you When you mention Not here very long Yeah no I I know I'm just in terms of the quality But in terms of 57 games At his age His professionalism And to win A couple of trophies Mm -hmm. Which is not the criteria But I just think David Weir played at a very high level for a long time and had a swan song at Rangers at his death okay. last four or five years. Stick him in then. You both seem to be unanimous. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Right, left back. This could be interesting because it's going to be up to yeah. do you base it on what they did in Scotland or is there more to it? Are there two obvious names that jump out by any chance? Well, of course. Kieran, <laughs> Kieran Tierney and for me, Andrew Robertson. Uh, I, I revel in the fact that a boy from Glasgow became a Champions League winner. Amazing, and that fairy tale ascent began in Scotland, and for that reason, bearing in mind all that he has gone on to achieve, he started here in the decade in question, and I would put Andrew Robertson forward. Oh, oh that's controversial. I'm going for uh, Kieran Tierney. 
You know, I just think his age. You know, was it seven trophies or I think something? Eight, seven eight or eight trophies, trophies three consecutive Young yeah, Player of the Year awards. And uh, you know, if he he could potentially kick on to a very good level as well if he can go over his injury problems at the moment. Mm. So, but I, I take Hugh's point on board when you are talking about again getting back to the elite level. Andy Robertson's got to be in the top three or four uh, left backs in the world at the moment. So you you, you acknowledge Kieran Tierney's success, but you, you you're just Going for that That wow factor That the Queen's Park To Dundee United All within a decade Queen's Park To yeah. Champions League winner I, I could not do anything Other than acknowledge Kieran Tierney's Outstanding time At Celtic I just think When you have a fairy tale The fairy tale Gets highlighted Alex goes for Tierney Hugh goes for Robertson Something's got to give Have we got a caller? No we don't Because we're out of time Producer, producers, then no, I know you get involved. Um, are, you, are you pulling rank? Are you going for seniority? Yeah, look, to be fair, listen, see when you're talking about Champions League, and that, I tried to put a case up for, for KT, but um, I have to say, when you're talking about Champions League, I always talk about levels. He's gone to that level now, mm. so we'll give it to Robbo. Okay, there it is then. The back four Alan McGregor, Michael Lustig, Virgil van Dyke, Davy Weir, and Andy Robertson. That is the way your team of the decade looks so far. <laughs> Happy? Oh, I'm delighted. Right, we'll continue tomorrow with midfield and strikers as the week progresses. Um, what about the last one? And what about the last one in the teaser? Uh, you were looking for the top scorer for Celtic and Rangers yes. from each decade since and including the seventies. So you've got Dalglish, Johnson, McClare, McCoyce twice, Larson twice. Chris Boyd, you're looking for the decade that's just finished. Morelos. Yes. And we're going for a Griffalo. Griffiths. Are you going for Lee Griffiths as well? He certainly scored over 100 goals for Celtic. And they all would have come during the decade. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Griffiths oh, yeah. and Morelos. We like these ones. Uh, you have done it uh, Right So that's us for tonight Thank you for all your calls We'll be back tomorrow At 6 o'clock With Gordon DL And with Roger Hanna Your usual Tuesday night duo In the meantime Just stay right where you are No Callum Gallagher tonight I think he's not feeling too well uh, But Barry Wilkins Is up next And he'll take good care of you And we'll see you at 6 o'clock Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.